Hey, that's not rubbish. What's up? It's Lexi, a big upcycled fashion groupie. And today's going to be a fun and enlightening episode, I think. We're going to rave over upcycled festival wear and explore the Sheen rebrand drama collaborations these past few months. Is there a possibility Sheen could become eco-ethical or conscious in any way? I'm up for it. But today we have Alexandria from The Modern Alien. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> love the outfit and I love your backgrounds. It's like a galaxy, very trippy vibes. Yeah, it's almost like a trippy desert. And because I'm from Arizona, it like works perfectly for being an alien in Arizona. That's so perfect. <laughs> and here yeah. I am in my basement and there's a bunch of garbage all around. And my podcast is about things not being garbage. So it's so <laughs> on brand for the two of us. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> well, um, okay, you know the drill. First up, we'll get some good news in to cure some climate anxiety or what I like to call the environmental doomies or eco doomies. I feel like that's cool too. But okay, thanks to Eco News for this information. But mushroom surfing is officially in but like wait not like the tripping sack in the ocean like that's a terrible <laughs> idea but like mushrooms have become a sustainable material alternative to make surfboards that is so cool yeah I mean don't sh like don't tell the surfers well you tell you can tell them about the boards because they should get one but the materials are made of actually degrade and actually hurt the marine life because they have like petrochemicals and then they'll break down and the plastic will just kind of dissolve into the ocean and hurt the sea turtles and the coral, et cetera. But yeah, I bet that would make them sad because I bet they love the sea. They just gotta, you know, shred some gnar. It just, yeah. <laughs> so finally, Steve Davies, a surfer and design student created mushroom surfboards out of mycelia. Mycelia is the mushroom strain. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. That's so cool. People yeah. really get really creative. Oh, like when you think about like upcycling, you have to be like pushing the boundaries. So that's so cool. I know. And you also kind of like you can also like take the function out of the item, like the function we're like used to knowing, but also you can like work yeah. along with the function. Like like this Steve guy with the surfboards, he's created like a natural mold of the surfboard and then he like just lets the mushroom grow on the board like doing what it knows best just growing so it kind of like complements the natural aspect of it but then yeah he just coats it in waterproof material so you're right it's, it is it's so cool that's why we're here because I just love it so much <laughs> yeah and the the way people's minds work like how did you were like oh yeah let's grow a mushroom into like a surfboard like that's crazy yeah like why not we got other yeah to do, but let's just do that instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then here you are making a whole business out of it too like that's just a bonus yeah and sharing it with people and solving a problem because I mean the surfers know that it's a problem they just like 
don't know what to do. There's no other options. Right. So now they can do it guilt-free. So, yeah. I mean, it's what you're doing too. Like people want to shop. People want to like look super hot at the festival because it's so fun the way people dress at festivals, but you're helping them do it guilt-free. Yeah. I love the, the fluffy kimonos that you make. Yeah. I love adding fringe and fur and just random alien aspects to things like because my favorite part about raving is dressing up and training oh, yeah. camp. So, oh my god, it's the best part. It's <laughs> down the glitter. Yeah, I'm like, this is the one time I could be out of my comfort zone and just be weird and no one's gonna judge me because we're all weird and <laughs> out of our comfort zones, you know? Yeah. No, I love festivals, I love concerts, all that. But I mean, who who doesn't? Like the atmosphere is so fun, right. people are so nice. You get to dress up so cool and I've actually seen a lot of like really cool upcycled or like handmade festival looks this season which yeah we'll talk about but yeah I like the kimonos I like the bras but I mean you're in Arizona you're it's got to be so hot this festival season and every festival season how does that work for you guys we don't normally have festivals in the summer opposite of the rest of the world essentially because <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of like yeah because a lot of like the bigger raves and festivals happen in the summer because one everyone's off but then they're happening in like California or Oregon or Washington you know so like yeah. those places are a lot cooler than it is here but in the winter we do get our bigger festivals what like are Gold the bigger Rush. festivals Gold Rush and Decadence and phoenix lights wait decadence i like that decadence yeah that's a new year's rave actually yeah wait that's so sick new year's at a rave that's so sick i like that yeah. and it's not even cold <gasps> <gasps> yeah i did my first like big event uh last year in december and it was decadence actually that's and cool. it was the best i closed my shop for like midnight just so I can go hear the big drop at the festival is so much fun wait so you actually sell at raves and festivals yes I do wow that's really cool well what's your favorite festival um I've only done Arizona <laughs> so oh, cool. I am not my goal is to be at EDC um and then Electric Forest is my second one that I really want to go to. Oh my God, that's in Michigan. I went to like, I don't know if, you know, like Movement or. Yeah, actually, I have heard of that. Yeah, Movement was a lot of fun. It was probably one of like the best nights of my life, honestly. Great night. Um, And then Lollapalooza, which is more of like a pop or like rock one. But that one's in Chicago. And that's like where everyone from my area would go when we were younger. And you would like get a group and you split like a hotel room and it was just like really doable fun memories like trying to like sneak stuff into the festival or like <laughs> trying to figure out like if Vaseline will get the glitter like all over you and like stay oh my god I love festival season like best memories hands down yeah. I I would have to agree my friends actually now don't listen to EDM and oh. are not ravers <laughs> but but I did for my birthday this year, I went to um, like a warehouse rave. It's like a uh, smaller underground event. 
and I took one of my non-raver friends and she literally had the best time of her life oh my god I was gonna say how'd she take it see this is what it is about like you guys just think it's all drugs and like party and I was like it's a community like people are so nice and they take care of one another and it's just it's a great place and I tell people that all the time if you've never been to a rave go to at least one and you'll probably fall in love but honestly it's kind of addicting and oh my god you're so right because I'm just thinking about this now because it just happens to somebody that I know but I feel like when someone gets really into raving it's like you know like they're like kind of like regular schmegular and they go to their first rave and like their whole personality changes like yes they just start wearing like rave wear like on the daily like they got like makeup and like yeah I just like a total like conversion so it's like yeah yeah raves and they people are just so nice at them like if you're lightheaded like here's a water chug it like I love your outfit here's some fucking glow stick like if you want your confidence built up go to a rave in your most scandalous outfit naked I love the nakedness (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm like yes go you I cheer on every person and compliment outfits left and right I love it you do my favorite thing the nice girl at the rave like the I mean the one (laughs) like you look like the one that'd be like I love that fucking boa like you look badass like get a queen like all that stuff that is me a (laughs) hundred percent you know what's funny too is um I used to rave in high school and my family like back when like don't stay in was a thing and you had to like call a number the day of the rave to get the address that's at like a funny. warehouse I'm like I look back now I was thinking about it this morning and I was like why did I ever think like that was safe like, <laughs> I like it I like how it's going dangerous. to a random place that no one else knows where it is but like this small group of people does is <laughs> so weird yeah not raving so mainstream and it's it's cool to like be living in that transition a little bit because like I used to get a lot of crap people like you go to raves you're a drug addict and I'm like it's not even like that I love techno music and I've always loved techno music and I love randomly dancing I don't know how to dance but it's I don't know it's cool to like now it's more you're more likely to find ravers just walking the street like you can point them out (laughs) point out a raver (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can but no I feel like when I like see a raver in the wild like I feel like it's more of like a green flag than a red flag like I'm not like oh like you're like a drug addict like a crack addict. I'm more like well yeah I feel like they're really like spiritual and like really nice and friendly and like really open-minded. I mean, they've seen it all. So it's like, yeah, um, no. I, at I, raves, I I've seen it all too. I love the the festival culture. It's like the only place you can be like naked and shiny, but also wear like a scarf or hat or gloves. Like it's like so fun and confusing, but. It's funny to also see like the different genre styles. Because you could tell who's into what type of music based on how they dress. I'm not there. I'm not even close to there yet. But get into that. What so, do you so like, bass heads mm-hmm. dress very, like, scandalous. Like, they're in a thong and chains and long braids and sheer clothes and maybe just pasties. Love it. And <laughs> then, like, I feel like Psytrance is more, like, 
I guess Wooks, where they're in like the hippie harem pants okay. with their pa- some with pashminas too. I picture and that. And then just like t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And then you have probably trans people who are more like fantasy and like dressing up like character type stuff. Ooh, like fairy, like I don't know how to explain it. I'd want to be them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they just like I have to move when I say it because they just like vibe you know like you just see them and you're just like dang that is a whole vibe no I want what you're on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I'd wear some wings or some shit like that that's cool what else is there that's all I got for that <laughs> oh, it's like high school where you got like the jocks and you got like the no <laughs> it's like well I guess you can get into like people who it is their first time raving and they're just wearing regular clothes and then by the end of the night they're carrying their shirt their short their pants have become just boxers like for men specifically yeah and I'm like <laughs> I'm like you've embraced the rave culture no so you're gonna be a different bitch tomorrow like those are the ones <laughs> yeah, that like yeah. you are never wearing normal clothes ever again <laughs> um, what are like what's like your like rave genre what are your how would you describe yourself um I am in between a bass head and a house head so like I like to like groove and vibe but like I like on occasion to headbang and just be a little more edgy and crazy me too but not all the time (laughs) no that's perfect balance yeah yes I'm like in between okay and what it what does that entail clothing wise more like bright colors (laughs) and like bell bottoms and like bralettes oh I love a good set being a fashion designer if you see me on the streets I don't normally dress like this or I wear yeah, I wear a t-shirt and my biker shorts and then I'll wear like a crazy bucket hat or something. But yeah, I don't normally like dress like this, but I love dressing up. So anytime I go out, I'm in something like this. That's so fun. It's like your Ray wears almost like your alter ego. Like, I think oh, 100%. Do so you have like a name? I would totally name my alter ego. So my rave name is actually dimples because of my dimples and I seem to like smile the whole night so (laughs) like everyone calls me that but now I think I'm known as the alien lady because I'm always wearing like green and alien stuff I feel like dimples is a cute name for an alien like if I had an alien pet I could I would name him dimples but that's That's so true (laughs) thanks I love it I could never pick my rave name right now because I would really want to think about that. So I'll get back to you, but I feel like- Well, the rule is someone is supposed to give you a rave name. Like, and then that's how like the whole rave family starts. So the person who names you is essentially like your rave mom and it like passes down and you like create like a family. What would my rave name be? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I know, I have to. (laughs) All right, let me think. I need to get to know your personality a little bit better. Okay, I'll ask you again at the end of the episode. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's perfect. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget. (laughs) Yeah, and you can introduce yourself as that and then you could just start, like literally just create your whole character from there. I want to wear those hats, like the pilot hat, like where it's like a big cap. Yeah, those like captain hats. Is that that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I actually have one that I'm working on right now. Yeah, dig deeper. So you use fully pre-used materials. Or I mean mostly. Yeah. Not fully, but like mostly. Um, I would say about 90% of the stuff that I make is something that was something else. Yeah. Um, I use a lot of bed sheets um and curtains. Yeah, we talked about that last episode, two episodes ago. But yeah. I know I just watched that and I was like yes she gets it because I had the same exact um thought I'm like why can't I use this sheet as fabric it's literally the same as getting a like a roll of fabric cut That's what I'm but saying. you get cooler patterns with sheets yeah people don't it's so funny this is actually made from a curtain like a sheer curtain and then I printed this on dude brilliant like that's that's what I'm saying like you can like easily work upcycling into like everyday things because like anyone can do that like if you're starting a company and you have like a screen printing and like you just want to do your designs just thrift the shirts and you can just scrim like screen print on those so yeah we can yeah. <laughs> but I mean I feel like it, that's really impressive that you can source like like secondhand like rave materials because it's like a lot of like bright colors like the the holographics and spandex materials like spandex has got to be like pretty hard to come across like where out like do you where do you source that you just thrift everything um mostly leggings wait Um, that's so smart because so many leggings are just made so bad and the material yes yeah I um for a size small I can utilize the whole pair of leggings into a top and bottoms and maybe a matching bucket hat I mean what more does a girl need (laughs) yeah I know I know girls love like outfits Uh uh-huh just because it makes picking out your whole outfit (laughs) a lot easier (laughs) yeah and you just have to accessorize at that point you don't have to figure out the top and bottom so I've been making outfits out of like leggings that's really nice that's actually so genius yeah think outside the box but also don't think that outside the box because leggings if you want spandex just think of what has spandex that is already exists yeah or like um dresses a lot of like bodycon dresses very um so like what what's like your goal with modern alien what do you hope to accomplish I mean you're already selling at raves you have collaborations you have your own shop people are asking for merch um I think I'm in a transition of wanting to do fashion shows to be honest and be like a bigger named fashion designer um but still keeping it upcycling wait so you are gonna be at new york fashion week how do you get invited to that like you're making some good connections out here yeah instagram to be honest i just post as if like people on instagram are my friends and i'm like look at what i'm doing today and then like (laughs) you know and i'll like post selfies like this is what i'm doing and just like every day and then but I also post my clothes uh-huh. too and like what I'm doing on the side and I got noticed by Sheen actually um 
and they asked me to design for them. And then after my first collection drop machine, this person who hosts fashion shows reached out and I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, this is not how people do business. And then I called and it was hundred percent real. And I was like, what if we get there? And it's just like, not real. And my mom's like, it's real. We're here in California. Like it's real. And I'm like, I don't know. It just seems too good to be true. And then, yeah, yeah, it's just after I actually closed the show. So I was the finale and I had all my models wear green lipstick, even the males. And they either had these on or I have this um, like tinfoil beanie hat that I made. Like to represent like, uh, you know, this tinfoil like conspiracy theories hats. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then from there, she was like, hey, we're doing swimwear in swimwear fashion show in Miami. Um, You should come. I didn't go to that one because I didn't have enough time to plan. But then she also invited me to New York. And then the next step would be Paris. And like, (laughs) I just, it's crazy. It's crazy. She's, and what she says is she's like, you're different and you're bringing upcycling to light essentially because Mm -hmm. everyone who upcycles is so not in the spotlight of like high fashion. Yeah. And so I think now I'm ready to take it, take my brand to that level. I can't believe you said the S word, like the sheen. Oh my God. (laughs) I, I know, I know I get a lot of crap because it is a fast fashion, but they are, they really are making an effort um, to change. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Let's dig deeper into the sheen collaboration because I mean, it does kind of, sound like you're dancing like with the devil a little bit because obviously sheen is who they are but i mean it's always i feel like hearing about like sheen's claims to be more like eco-conscious and collaborate with upcyclers and influencers with the heat of like the sheen lawsuit and like the failed pr stunt and just like all that stuff this month it'll really be interesting to hear your experience and like how they've been treating you and their initiatives because you probably know better than we do I'm all ears like I'm rooting for Sheen in the end of the day I think we all need to be (laughs) so yeah yeah I think uh when Sheen first this is just my opinion I think when Sheen first started out um they didn't expect to get as big as they did especially with how quickly they seemed to like grow you know what I mean so I think like when you grow quickly you don't have enough time to catch up yeah and like be perfect like the world wants you to and you're also under a lot more scrutiny but with all that being said they are actually making changes um because I did get invited to be a part a designer for their it's called evolution Evolution. um it's so funny yeah (laughs) and it's uh like I it's like recycled material or like material from like dead stock okay um so I pretty much get to design whatever I want. And then we have like a catalog of fabric and then it gives you like how much of that fabric's recycled or where this fabric came from and things like that. So, but how, so like, how did this begin? How did they find you? How did they reach out? How did you feel all like, yeah. Um, They found me on Instagram and it's one of those things that I was like, 
Sheen. Sheen has designers. I heard all the shit where they take um, designers' designs and claim it as their own. Because I know that was originally, like, their biggest um, issue. Yeah. Like, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, I was like, no, this is not real. And then I had a phone call. And then I was like, I don't know. It could be a scammer if they ask for money. And Uh no one asked for money. And they just gave me, like, the website. And they're like... They're like, your clothes are really unique, and I think you would be a great asset to Sheen. And so here I am, two years later, a year later, still designing. <laughs> it first and happened designed- when you kind of, like, hesitant to work with them? Or, like, why did you decide to do it? And Well, I was very hesitant, like I said. But I decided to work with them because how often do you get the opportunity to design for a big company like that? Yeah. Not very. So the worst that can happen is you, you try it and then it doesn't work out. Right. And then you're back to where you started. Imagine the opportunities you can get. And it's been a blessing for me. I know not um, a lot of other designers may have that same experience or people who haven't had bad experience with Sheen don't have the same experience but I mean everyone's different everyone's situation's different you know yeah so like how does it work like in terms of like inventory shipping it sounds like they send you a catalog of fabrics and then you pick out what fabric you want them to make your your designs out of and then they handle like the manufacturing and the shipping and all that yeah So I am customer service and everything. So pretty much I get my own little, um, it's the program is called uh, Sheenex Designers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, people can apply to go be designers and stuff. Um, But so you get to either choose something that they already have in their catalog and then you can just design like fabrics. Okay. Um, Or you can, they give you like a model Uh, They have a normal size and a plus size and you just design your clothes on there and then you can pick your fabrics, you pick your colors, you pick how you want it to fit. And then like, and this is all done like online. Yeah. So there's no like going in and feeling fabric. So I've had to become really knowledgeable (laughs) about fabrics and like what kind of fabrics I want. Um, but yeah, so it's all done online and then you just submit it and then you text through like WhatsApp and then you get paid monthly based on your sales. Well, that's a fun, that's a fun, pro- it sounds like really easy because um, the prices are still really low. Like they're like 18, like you have two designs on there. Um, I think one's 1850, the other one's like 1450. How are they keeping the prices so low? Because I mean, you have to assume that like, that's got to mean no one's spending more than an hour on. Yeah. So um, they, from what I understand mm-hmm. is um, they only make a hundred pieces of what you designed. So they're really trying to like reduce like all of that wasted material that doesn't get bought. And then, and so like when it is higher price is usually like when it first comes out because it's brand new. And then as the stock gets lower and it's maybe not doing so well, then like that's where they'll get those discounts because they just need to get it out. But like if you think about it, Sheen has like thousands 
upon thousands of items. So they don't even have to make that much on like one item because they're selling so much across the platform that they're making money off of quantity and not like single items, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I do hear you. I mean, I like what I'm hearing. Like it, I, I do like the initiatives. Like I like how I guess they're sourcing recycled fabrics and they're giving you guys this platform to other opportunities. And it sounds like they're making an initiative, but I mean, I guess I am only a little cynical because of the reputation and they kind of seem like a company that will say what they need to say or do what they got to do to kind of like pass like the vibe track. I don't know. So like, I guess just like, how do you feel? How do you know what they're saying is true since? Yeah, no, no, I totally understand that. I, um, I get my collection. So mm-hmm. like I get a gift card to purchase my collection. Okay. And so if there's anything wrong with it, because it's a really long process, like I'm launching in September and I've been okay. working on my launch since December. So it's like a really long process and I'm constantly getting messages and pictures. And, and so like, they really are living what they're saying. Like, it's not this, like from my experience. Like, no, I like to hear that it's taking so long because I mean that is kind of slow fashion, very slow yeah. fast. Fashion. Like it's not just like oh you designed it and it's gonna be out in two weeks type thing. Like no, and you know um they actually haven't even talked about their evolution launch um yet at all. So I think you know the fact that they're making changes in the back end first, yeah, before announcing it to the public kind of proves like. They really are trying to change. I'm always going to be a little cynical of Sheen. Like, I'm wondering maybe if it's because of the timing of, like, where they're at right now in the heat. Yeah. But, like, I mean, take your time with the Sheen, girl. Like, no rush. Do it right. But I guess you know much about this evolution, like, how many upcyclers there are, what it's going to look like. Um. As far as like designers, I don't think a lot of designers were interested, to be honest, in this collection. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's more of lack of knowledge. No, that's why I'm here, because like my goal with That's Not Rubbish is to bring upcycled fashion mainstream. And I guess when I think of mainstream, I think of what people are wearing, what they're gifting, where they're shopping. And, you know, fast fashion giants such as Sheen, you know, they kind of mold and mirror the trends. They promote everywhere with everyone, all that. So, I mean, like, it's, it's but there's, like, gotten to the point where there's, like, a lot of greenwashing and, like, despite the blatant, like, contributions to the environmental downfall, um, these initiatives are kind of just confusing and upset people. But I guess what you're saying is, she is trying to collaborate with these upcyclers, but they're not interested. How do you think upcycled fashion is going to become mainstream or trendy if fast fashion brands who have the audience and the status don't collaborate with the upcycle designers? Like, how can this relationship between fast fashion and slow fashion exist? Uh, well, I think like it would be best if we can like figure out how to collaborate to be honest because I mean fast fashion is like the number one selling 
like clothing right yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know? So I think for like the sake of us upcyclers needing a platform, I think it's best to collab with, with like fast fashion yeah. um, companies just to like educate people mostly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people realize how cool of outfits you can get from upcycling. Mm-hmm. Like the last girl that you had who was making those sheet dresses, those dresses were fucking cool. Right. I was like, yeah. I don't wear stuff like that, but I would buy a dress like that just to have like a different like style and add yeah. it to my wardrobe, you know? And I think there has to be a better platform for that um, where we don't get as much pushback you know what I mean? From people, because yeah, people are like, oh, I want to save the environment, but then they don't want to pay our cost because we are slow fashion and it does take our time to add all of these pieces to it. So yeah, it is a little bit more expensive, but look at what you're supporting on top of that. Yeah. I think that's where the division mostly is, is like a financial and price point more than like styles, if that makes sense. I hear you. That's why it's optimistic that Sheen is like that I when I looked at your like designs on Sheen, I saw that they were still so cheap, just like all of other Sheen's things. So it's cool that like maybe they are finding ways to make it more accessible because I'll say yeah. every episode, accessibility is key. And that's why Sheen is where they are now. But yeah, it's 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 still a fight, obviously, you know, yeah. to get to get that platform, but I think just doing our part. And I'm interested to see what like they do promotional wise with it. If like they're going to take like, could you imagine if you woke up one day and she became like the upcycler hub for like all upcycled garments? Like that would actually be like the biggest like mindfuck ever. Like, but it, I'm it would it. actually be really cool because I was just talking to the marketing coordinator for Sheen. And I was telling her that I was on this podcast and, you know, I was like asking, what can I, like, can I talk about evolution because you're not, you know, cause you guys haven't announced it yet, but I'm excited for it and it's launching soon, you know? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And then I was telling her like, it's really cool that they're like making this change and that there's a lot more people who would be willing to design and be a part of Sheen. Uh-huh. And so maybe there's something in the works there. Oh my god, yeah. No, you're getting excited. I really am like hoping that this is is true and I'm really excited. Do you know like when it's starting, like the launch and anything? Or anything um, else that you can tell us about it? I know that my collection launches in September. Okay. So um sometimes it's sooner. It just depends on like when everything's actually ready. Yeah. Um but I think for the most part, most of the designs for that uh evolution is launching in september yeah i definitely think it will take time because again like with the reputation versus like what they say i feel like it takes time to see like if it's lining up on the no yeah if it's like authentic but i mean yeah i guess just to recap let's dive into the sheen shit this last few months or so (laughs) um yeah their poor pr team has been put in an extra hours I just know it <laughs> yeah they're running they're, they're running and they're sweating <laughs> yeah yeah have you heard of like the lawsuit and the influencer like stunt so I I have yeah I have this one friend 
I don't know if it's jealousy because I designed for Sheen mm. or if she's just trying to inform me. But yes, she makes sure that I am up to date on every single thing that <laughs> Sheen is doing. <laughs> so yes, Honestly, constant it's, messages. It's really big. I feel like everyone like heard about it. But like, um, and honestly, I feel like more stuff might come out. I feel like it could be kind of like have that momentum because, well, they had that the one lawsuit, but then they have another one that just came out like yesterday. Like I think like a fellow Chinese retailer called like Timu Temu is suing them for bullying under like antitrust laws. But then like the bigger one, just for listeners, um, Sheen is being sued by plaintiffs who claim the online retailer Sheen, you know, engaged in copyright infringement and racketeering. Racketeering yeah. is basically like just dishonest, fraudulent business dealings. Um, so yeah, three independent designers, three of many, many, uh, Krista Perry, Larissa Martinez, and Jay Barron, they filed a lawsuit like alleging that like Sheen copied like their exact designs, um, which violates the RICO Act, the Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act. Um, yeah. yeah, you can't really go around stealing people's designs, but I mean, that's not news to anyone, unlike most, um, like, you know, brands or like designers, Sheen has a completely different business model that involves like an algorithm and it's technology based and it's about searching the internet and seeing like trends people are making and consistently like churning them out onto the site. So yeah, like, yeah. people aren't designing the employee gene employees are designing the trends they're getting them from other people so i feel like this was just a long time coming because i mean like damn like that's a huge loss of profit and i mean for small businesses no you lose a lot yeah no it is and um i mean i hope that they those designers do like if it truly was stolen from them then i do hope that they get that rectified yeah. But with us being in a digital age or digital world, um, anything you post online yeah. is going to be copied in some way, shape or form, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's for artists, that's for designers, that's for anyone who makes anything ever. Um, so it's, it's, it's like a, it's a hard topic to like talk about because you never want a big corporation to get richer from your ideas and hard work and things like that you know um but like you said I think Sheen kind of grew too fast and then that's I think maybe where all of that might have come from well I feel Uh, like it's the opposite I feel like they revolve their whole business model and their aim is to kind of steal designs and profit off of them like I feel like I feel like it wasn't just like a small business individual like you that started a brand they're like oh my god I'm doing so great like maybe I should cut some corners and like it kind of happened on accident like I feel like their whole aim was to be the fast fashion giant they've become and they chose those the business model to get them there yeah I mean from my I can see that but from my experience um I can't even I had to change my whole logo when I first started designing for Sheen because my I used to have a UFO um, and the UFO was used in uh, some artists uh, artwork and I couldn't prove that 
this was my original like design yeah um so I couldn't use it and same with like patterns and stuff you can't use patterns that are like you have to hand make everything that you do so they that's why it's like hard for me personally uh-huh. to believe that they would steal designs from people you yeah. know what I mean there's probably like similarities but I can only speak for me <laughs> like I can't I, speak, I get that yeah, yeah and I can't speak for those designers who did get who may or may not have gotten their stuff stolen but yeah hey maybe like this maybe them like double checking your logo and like the fabrics and stuff maybe that is their way of rectifying it yeah, yeah. And, and maybe like the be. whole collaboration could be because instead of just taking designs from designers they might it's fair that they might not want to pay designers to design for them and have like sheen designs but it's cool that they're like at least maybe like putting it under the artist's name or like giving them a profit and giving them a platform or credit instead yeah. of just taking it yeah so i mean yeah fingers no crossed. i 100% agree with that yeah 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 i hope i really do hope that it, it gets rectified because um i did see some of the designs that they did and the originals were definitely way better than who what Sheen could have produced but Sheen is also a lot cheaper yeah I know no I mean have you ever gotten the world copied like that's gotta suck like it's gotta hurt when I was doing t-shirts I did Mm -hmm. uh I got those stolen a lot and I think that's kind of like what deterred me from wanting to keep doing it um but now I mean if you copy me everyone knows that you copied me like my stuff is like really different and because all the pieces that I make are one of a kind yeah like you're just blatantly copying me at that point you know I mean the designs are like so blatant like if it's like the original designer and like the sheens it's like dude like they're only copying them because they know that the 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 businesses are so small they can't really do anything so yeah yeah power to them but I mean as far as like legal protection with evolution and your collaboration with sheen do you feel like pretty comfortable about it like have they been protecting you and all of that um I would say so so like essentially I'm just signing a contract that say that just says like I'm designing specifically for sheen okay and like those designs they have rights to that's pretty much what it like you sign the contract stating that you know what I mean yeah the problem with this lawsuit that it hasn't happened sooner is because Sheen is just divided up it's so decentralized there's not like one person you can sue so that's kind of been like why I think this took so long so I mean like when you hear these like lawsuits and stuff like just like girl on girl like aren't you just kind of like ah like that's my partner like yeah (laughs) no no I 100% am because like I said I do get a lot of crap for being a sheen designer and I advertise it on my website like it's on my home yeah you're not hiding anything like (laughs) I don't want you know cancel culture strong okay and I have a mouth (laughs) on me and you know having a business you have to you're I'm always walking a line and so I just would rather not put myself in a situation where people are like she's not really upcycling she designs for sheen so I just put everything out there but I think I lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, I'm, I hope the other designers get the recognition they deserve. And I hope this doesn't happen to you. And I hope for the best that Sheen is changing. The only reason I'm so cynical is because of the reputation. And especially yeah. given the last, like, the second little scandal they were in with, um, which was actually hilarious. I was actually, like, I was kind of cracking up because I'm, I'm so glad everyone, like, saw, like, through the influencer, like, campaign um do you know which one i'm talking about yes i saw it on snapchat and i was just like (sighs) yeah i just hope it's not and i hope this is real is what i'm saying like i hope it's not just like oh like what's the problem you want me to use pre-selected materials like i'll do that because i mean when i saw quick recap like listeners (laughs) um Sheen's top dogs administrator invited a group of Sheen influencers, people with many followers, getting paid to wear their things and tell people to buy their things. They were flown out to China for vacation and kind of waltzed around the super fancy warehouse with like super shiny floors that you could just lick off of. Like it's just to kind of prove that their working conditions aren't bad. They have these adults employees factory workers are might have probably been paid to be there um yeah so they just got all this content of like influencers walking around like hyping them up and just claiming about how like real it was like it was so unreal like I don't think anyone thought it was it it was very uh I'm probably gonna get crap for this because I know Sheen's gonna be watching. I feel like we've been um, hyping them up. But I it was... thought we were gonna trash them more. I feel like we. <laughs> I feel like it's almost a promo, and I'm scared that I'm gonna get canceled. By <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you will. I guarantee you, you'll get shit. But <laughs> I think it's good to like talk about it because I think um, it did seem really fake to me. Yeah, like it was just. And some of my favorite influencers that I watch on a daily basis went to. Okay. And I'm not going to lie, like it discredited them a little bit because um, there was a couple of plus size because obviously I'm Danny, plus size. You're talking about Danny. I know exactly. Who yes. Like, and I was she like, sounded terrible. <laughs> yes. I was like, man, I loved your stuff and I trusted you with the plus size like oh, yeah. outfit checks. And now I'm like, I, I view her like content a little bit different because I'm like I feel like you sold out a little bit because oh. <laughs> please put this in your bloopers a hundred percent because like whose cat just does that oh my god listeners this cat just jumped onto Alexandria's fucking galaxy my backdrop tapestry <laughs> completely that's so perfect oh my gosh (laughs) well that's a wrap that was Sheen's campaign literally (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, no but I feel like you know I yeah it was just like come on no she got it bad it was like they were like every time she talked it looked like they were like waving a little dollar bill up behind the camera like say say it's this is real say this i know and she's always been i thought like the realest like plus size like fashion guru for me for the longest time and so yeah i was like i was a little disappointed like yeah and i think like being like in collaboration with them 
you know, I, I actually considered not doing it anymore until they brought up the Sheen evolution. It's hard to navigate the whole selling your soul thing. Um, well, yeah, cause yeah, you just, you want to grow as like an, an upcycler, as a designer, like you want to be able to make a profit and a living off of this and you should, you should be making more money than they are, but it's hard to know because I feel like the morals behind like the sustainable circular fashion industry is to like not promote or encourage consumption and like buying a lot of stuff but like that's what you need to like make money you need to have, make sales you need to grow and expand and so yeah it's got to be tough navigating that yeah I it is it really is because I think uh what I stick to is this is my brand that I created mm -hmm. um so I should be allowed to say my opinion um and it sucks that cancel culture kind of ruined that because yeah. now you do have people who like fake content <laughs> or, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And it's like, is it because you're fearful that you're going to get canceled if you tell the truth? Like this, like if Sheen were to literally become with all the eyes on them, with everything, the power that they have, if they were to actually become like a sustainable brand like I know it sounds crazy but if they were to do it like we can't just jump and pounce on the guinea pigs like you like the designers that are trying it out we need to see if it's real and if it's going to work because it's in everyone's best interest like it would be a win-win for both sides so yeah we just got to give people a chance like yeah like that's part of like that's yeah. part of the human experience is trying and failing so yeah. like or like trying something and maybe it doesn't work out like that's that's literally what you're put on this earth for is to try things to figure yeah. out what works and what doesn't. No, seriously, seriously. But, um, all right. Um, but yeah. Okay. Enough about that. It's so depressing. This sheen campaign, especially for me, I'm an advertising major and it just comes off as like first thing you go into the conference room for the marketing board meeting. And they're like, all right, people think people are saying we're not, we have bad working conditions. Oh my God, let's set up a fake warehouse and have employees and bring in cameras and pay people to say we're actually super ethical. But yeah, um, I will, Denisha Carter on TikTok has a really good video about this whole situation, like how they could have had actual journalists and how they could have had like all this other stuff. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch that, if you're confused as to why the sheet influencer trip was a bad thing or if it was actually really funny like I think it was I'll tag that in the description but any before we wrap up this whole sheen thing any other comments you want to make about evolution or their rebranding initiatives any how you're navigating the whole sell your soul moral dilemma <laughs> I am happy to report I still have my soul yeah um <laughs> and more. do aliens have souls yeah they probably don't um it's kind of like fuck around and find out type thing <laughs> <laughs> no, <but laughs> um I don't really have any other comments I said like my experience my personal experience so that's all I can speak on because I I mean it's social media so what's actually true and what's not is really hard to like navigate through sometimes definitely yeah especially in business and all that but I mean I think you've said some good things I don't think you said anything um 
for what we could have said about Sheena, I think we kept it very <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm just here to see upcycling become mainstream. I think it's amazing people are doing. I don't want anyone to get taken advantage of. You know, it's not yeah small business. Um, so I just want to see. Yeah, I just I hope that it's all true, and I hope that this evolution becomes a big hit, and that I wake up one day and she is literally up up sheen or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's now called up sheen. It yeah. has to be. <laughs> Like that's the mind fuck I'm praying for, but um, well, let's not overshadow your other collaborator. You have two collaborations. You have one with Sheen. You sell at festivals, like you said, but you also have a collaboration with Harper from Curly Girl Fashion. Tell us, yeah, that's Harper. That's my daughter. Um, she just loves crafting, like I do. Um, and she wanted to learn how to sew. Um, mm-hmm. so I've been teaching her how to sew and then we'll go thrifting and, um, there's, she has a couple items in my shop, but, uh, it was her idea to make that kimono and to make that rainbow outfit. Get out of and here. Then, I don't need a fuzzy rainbow skirt in my size. That is not my size. Oh yeah. The fuzz, yeah. The fuzzy rainbow skirt. I'll have to tell her, no. but <laughs> So I decided to call it Curly Girl Fashion and she just goes thrifting with me and then she'll have like ideas. Um, my kids give me a lot of ideas, believe it or not. Um, I and I that. told her, why don't we create your own line? And then whatever we make from there is 100% hers. Wow. So. I was, I think upcycling could be a really fun space for kids. We should have you on and talk about that another time. No, we should have Harper on. Sorry, Alexandra. It was Harper. no. We we should we should do like a short like little clip of her. Um, she's a little shy. She's not as social as me, but yeah, no. Please tell Harper I say hi. She's super cool. I need that rainbow skirt. Well, I, it was super insightful talking to you, Alexandra. I mean, thanks for letting me pick your brains on Machine Collab and talking about festival wear. It's festival season. Everyone should be happy and smiling and dancing and just bopping but and supporting small businesses always always bop to the small biz ooh, ooh, yeah, yep. yeah but yeah I mean especially especially with the sheen stuff it's a huge hot topic very confusing but it's been great to hear from you someone who's like really designing and selling for them you can be like my little spy during evolution <laughs> what are they doing what are they making you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I'm I won't fake it I promise it's 100% yeah. real over here it's so real I just love it <laughs> I love it my team celebration <laughs> uh, oh my god oh my god oh my god rave name update what is it yes I thought of it <laughs> oh you really I I want because I feel like your color for like your personality is like a red and maroon so I was oh, thinking you. like ruby because it also, but with an I, because of rubbish. So R U B I. Wait, that's so cute. I love it. Yeah, and I thought it was really fitting. Ruby. Wait, I like that Ruby with an I. Yeah, I like that. I love four letter names. This is perfect. Lexi Ruby. Yeah, and it's like very like maroon and red and like. <laughs> yeah. Now you need a ruby hat. No, I think let's make it happen, Alexandria. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'll make you something. 
<laughs> I won't buy it on Shein. I'll buy it individually. 